This is Coda Radio, episode 336 for December 17th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coder Radio, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly talk show, taking a pragmatic look at the art and the business of software development and its related technologies. I'm here in the Pacific Northwest, and our host every single week is joining us live from the beautiful shores of Florida, no doubt, in a nice 75 degrees, no rain, no traffic. It's our host, Mr. Dominic. Hello, Mike. There's a gator in my pants. <laughs> Okay. All right. Come on. Do you really when have you ever seen a gator since you've been down there? Uh once. Really? But it was underwater. Yeah. Was he looking at you kind of weird like I'd like to eat you? Did you No, feel yeah, they they kind of like stand underwater and poke their eyes up. Yeah. Like it was on a golf course. Okay. So if if you ever go golfing in Florida and there are water holes, you're almost certainly going to see a gator. So uh, you are technically our Florida man as Pixel Pimp points out in our live chat. You are the sure. Florida man on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. I, I'm not sure that that's a mantle. I'm no, particularly no. equally. But I don't think you yeah. get a choice because you are in Florida. <laughs> well, but I'm drinking Heineken, not oh. Miller Lite. Yeah, I chilled Heineken at that, too. So those are the most tasty. freezer. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Mm, you know, in some parts of the world, they don't drink cold beer because it stuns the taste buds. And you can't fully appreciate the entire flavor profile. Yes, but if you if you drink cold beer, you can drink more. Yeah. And then, and then you can become a Supreme Court justice. Can oh. I? Oh. Can I be honest with you? Um, no lie. I just I just discovered like double distilled or double filtered or whatever it is gin where it tastes like twenty five percent less Christmas tree. Have you have you seen this? It's it's a slightly different color. Wait, it's, what? It's gin, but it it doesn't taste exactly like a Christmas tree. It tastes a little bit less. That's what I discovered this week. Had a good week. Went over to it's System so, seventy six. Had a good week. <laughs> uh, you know what? I am so jealous of you. Uh, I, yeah. I also got invited, and yet you know. I, I, I spawned into the process. Yes. And let me tell you, the last like two and a half years, this process has been taking up a lot of RAM. Yeah, it's a memory leak. I'll tell you the yeah. thing there is this is I'm gonna get I'm gonna get real honest with you for a moment. Break it down the, for the me. The best time to have children is when you're young. You know, the the hmm. age that you and I are, you know, relatively young. Right, right. Um but it is also your best time to travel, to have good health, to have the most yeah. energy you're ever going to have, to feel the best physically you're ever going to feel. It's when you have the most physical leverage. It's when you can afford to burn the candle at both, both ends the most. Uh, it's when you bounce back. I, I healed two and a half, three weeks faster than the doctors thought I would heal because I'm a healthy mid-30s male that hasn't, yeah. you know, lived. I'm not 60 years old having my, my spleen and all, or my, my appendix, I mean. Uh, rupture and yet the harsh reality is it's also your best time to establish a family and create a life for yourself and have a home and have children which ties you down and restricts your flexibility uh, and i the only reason i mention this is because it was i feel like my the the the, the 10 years that well 13 years i've been doing jupiter broadcasting it has been the the number one balancing act that I've had the, the 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 most time with the hardest the hardest time the hardest time with and the most time I've spent agonizing over, you know what I mean? Like you, you joke, but in a way you miss out on an opportunity, but you also have an opportunity to 
spend time with the kid. It's like it both are good and both also are not good. It's a it's very hard for somebody like me because I'm always beating up on myself. Well, there's so much more to that too. It's it's not just like that, but your appetite for risk dramatically goes down. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like when you're like, oh, there's this way kid more needs, on the line. Right. This kid needs like food and diapers and health insurance and you know all these things that cost a tremendous amount of money. As I'm, as you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is old old dad's wine radio. Uh, well, I think I don't know. You know, it it was a variable that I couldn't fully appreciate when I was younger, and so I go into this with a full head of steam. And then do, I think, do you know that I almost went anyway though? I almost brought the kid with me. That you know, I I think that actually would have been okay. You know, a certain uh, pink queen at System Seventy Six, Emma, offered to babysit. Like I, I was <laughs> this, I was this close to just like buying it because he's still young enough that he doesn't need a yeah. seat. Yeah, he could be a lap child. Yeah, I'm like, can I do it? And I thought, you know what? No, I. Who knows what will happen? It depends right. what you wanted to get out of it. Did you want a nice father son kind of like experience, or did you want so young though? Right, he won't remember it. He won't. Remember. He won't remember. Yeah, right. and then you also you're you're not focused on sort of the business side of why you're there. Right. So tell me about it. How, how uh, now? How many uh, System seventy six Thelios or Thelios? Thelios, as they say in yeah. uh, it is now. Uh, it, sa- yep. Yeah. yeah. It is Thelio. I was corrected, and then I double checked. <laughs> um, how many did you smuggle in your carry on? Well, so first of all, uh, okay, where to start with this? Um, I think it, it, if we're going to just put all our cards on the table here, um, assuming they're listening to this, but also our audience has been listening now for a while, uh, you have been pretty pretty like um open to the idea of pop os you've been open to the idea of them launching their own manufacturing yeah. plant um and you've even put your money where your mouth is and you've bought system 76 machines since this change yeah i've bought at least just just for the for the record here i've bought let's see a raytel two galagos an oryx what was that four machines <laughs> yeah you, yeah, so you bought, maniac yeah <laughs> so i've definitely I, put my money where my mouth is I, on the other hand, went a different direction. I I sort ha- I sort of went, oh shit, this could be the beginning of the end for System Seventy Six, and I think I think it's it's funny because I think normally you and I would have been reversed in our opinions because to me I looked at this and I went, these are a bunch of Linux geeks that work out of a pretty nice office in downtown Denver. And what the hell do they know about building a factory? What the hell do they even know about buying a building, let alone putting it with laser cutters, acid dippers, powder coat machines, huge ovens, assembly lines, managing inventory? What do these guys know? What do they know? Right? They've been they've been man- they've been working out of an office. They build PCs to order. They work with upstream OEMs to customize laptops. What do th- what do these guys know about building? Like that could sink a company. The just the rent, just the f- rent on this place could sink a company. As a small business owner, and I had this conversation with Carl. As a small business owner, I just the risk just overwhelmed me. Like it was an it was. It, it, it is it is it is moving an entire company into a domain they have no knowledge of. It is something that entire corp companies exist to manage. That's why Apple doesn't even build their own machines. Mm. What's a company out of Denver 
going to do to pull this off out of Denver? <laughs> like they're not they're not they're not offshoring the build. They're not cutting costs that way. They're hiring people in Denver, Colorado, which is not one of the cheapest places in the nation, and they're buying or or renting real estate and setting up a factory. So to say and 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 then because that's not enough, they're launching an operating system and they're also going to become an OS vendor. I just thought I just thought it was too much, and I thought a company that I had been a customer for for 10 years uh, was going to go under. And so I just sort of pulled back, and I just thought, well, I'll go into a wait-and-see mode. I do know that the people there are very talented. Maybe they can pull this off. Maybe they can make this work. But um, the odds are way against them. Uh, but maybe, maybe, maybe. So it's uh, it's been you know an interesting 2018 yeah. watching them. So coming that is that is the that is the mindset that I went in with though. So before you before you dive in, I just want to say for our end of the year show, I have a lot about that because what that sounds to me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're asking about can a little company like this scale? Yeah, but it's not just like scale. It's scale where the where there's a global economy at play and mm-hmm. manufacturing is particularly well, that's fair. That's, that, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, scales may be the wrong word, but can they compete in a in a big world? Can yeah. a little can well? We had an episode in Kettle Kid. And remember, they're selling to a niche too, right? It's not they're not making it right. up in the margins. No, they're not. So, what did you see? So, um, when I got down there, I, I there's a couple of things that were kind of obvious to me. First of all, it's been a very hard three months or so for them. The last three months have been pretty tough. They launched. Thelio pre-orders or Thalio pre-orders at the beginning of November. It is now, as we record, you know, mid-ish December, and people are starting to get a little antsy. They haven't gotten their shipments yet. So when I got in there, what I saw was a company who had just, and I mean just, like by the hour, cleared the biggest hurdle they've ever faced. What what they had what they had timed this event so that the factory floor was online. There were a stack of Thaleo systems ready to ship out to customers. They set up this beer garden area where we could sit and watch presentations and enjoy a drink and all of that in the factory. And that seemed really fresh. Like the like the tables had just been built. They were just mm. assembled. It was really yeah. really fresh. But there was a a wall-sized stack of Thalia workstations ready to go. Like the first batch of machines went out the door that day. W- were you able to demo one? Oh, yeah. Several of them were ready to go. Yeah. Did you happen to try a Ryzen uh, Threadripper configuration? I think that was one of the ones they showed us where uh, they were showing the cooling system, and uh, they maxed it out at 100% load and then okay. blew smoke through it with an acrylic side so we could see how it cools itself. And it was so quiet that I'm pretty positive it hasn't showed up. The sound of the machine did not show up on the recording. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And they went through a lot of their thought process. They were working on building this system for three years. And this is going to be a decade-long platform for them. This is going to be their desktops for the next 10 years. And they they have Thaleo. And then they have Thaleo. They're going to have a Thaleo Miner, which is like the size of a Nuck. They're going to build a Thaleo like a Nuck. And then they'll have a Thaleo Major and, and, and ones in between that are huge, massive desktops with multiple Xeon processors and, and tons of disk and all of that. But the standard Thaleo workstation 
uh, is really small. It's uh, it's almost the size of a mini ITX. I'm I'm showing pictures on the live stream if people are watching live right now. And it's it's it, that was probably the biggest surprise when I got there is how small this thing was, and how much l- thought was put into little tiny details that even Johnny I would be impressed that they they sweated over. So they they've been they've been transitioning this company. They've been moving this company to a, a a place that figures out how to cut this stuff, a place that figures out how to paint this stuff. Uh, uh, they, they had to figure out how to make the screw holes smooth enough that it was a pleasant experience to screw the, the, the individual thumb screws in. Um, it's been a massive learning process. And they demoed different uh, like acrylic systems that they built as a training exercise, like they'd build systems out of acrylic before they'd go to metal. And they're using 3D printers to fashion temporary parts or sometimes uh, like really nice parts that uh, just make it safer to ship. And uh, they've designed a daughter board that controls thermals in a somewhat intelligent way that PCs don't normally do. It, it manages the power, but it also controls the thermals because it, it, it uses the sensors from the motherboard and it uses data from the operating system. Uh, and that's handy because the motherboard doesn't actually know what the temperature of the GPU is, and the motherboard yeah. doesn't know when the GPU is at 100% load. Yeah, is- their yeah their daughter board design has been one of the uh, the more interesting schematics they've released. With yeah, all the hardware being open source. It I, I won't say it's brand new because it's it's frankly not. Other people have done things well, like this. Well, that's something the Mac does. The Mac does this with the SMC the controller. Mac, yeah, the uh, Mac OS does this, but it's um, I think the way they're doing it for a Linux manufacturer is pretty i won't say novel but pretty impressive but go ahead yeah yeah that it you know that's really it is that it is able to combine data from the motherboard data from the operating system and then it makes intelligent cooling decisions aggregating all those different data points together and you combine that with uh, like a 140 millimeter fan on the bottom and a 120 millimeter exhaust fan, and the damn thing's just silent. And then the board also is a sort of a SATA pass-through backplane, so it does SASP essentially. Yeah, I don't know. It, I guess in a way, I kind of want to talk to you more about like this massive transition that they've made as a company. They've gone from sort of management of PC manufacturing to hands-on cutting the individual ports out acid dripping the systems, running them through a baker and then assembling and testing them. Like it's just, it's a whole nother scale. Like it's, it's a different business now. One of my uh, disappointments in not going and and not that I minded spending time with my son, of course, I don't want anybody to write in saying, Oh, you're a bad dad. That's not the case. I'm be, you know, whatever, happy to be home. Um, And for those who didn't listen last week, the kid was sick is why I stayed home. I have been through a similar process that I'm hoping in our end of the year episode to go over of like attempting to, I'm calling it scaling, but I think you're right. It's actually like gaining breath and depth and all those kind of things. And it has been uh, difficult to say the least. And one of the things I did wonder when I got the invitation, Chris, a few weeks ago was this seems kind of cray cray i mean you i mean <laughs> like the uh, i'm sorry but the youtube commenters and the reddit commenters rightly say that i i have a soft spot for system 76 right like i like what they're doing i like their hardware you know i'm 50 percent on mac os and 50 percent on linux and when i'm on linux it's usually my galago right and and frankly i broke my galago was able to go buy parts and fix it now granted it's not as like nice because 
you know, my, my craftsmanship isn't frankly where they're, their overseas workers were for the Galago. But if I had to buy another desktop, I, I would certainly consider a Thelio or Th- Thelio. Is that? Yeah. Th- they, they, Thelio. Yeah. Yep. Having said all of that, like all the nice stuff, this seems like a big, big, big jump for me. Like you are like, first I thought, you know, I, th- I think it's fair to say the Linux community was a little, raised eyebrows on pop os like you guys are going to take on writing your own os and you know pop i like pop i run pop pop is a skin on ubuntu right right now that's what it is it's a good skin it suits my needs but then to go into full bore manufacturing and in the united states i mean listen i'll slap on a maga maga hat if i have to (laughs) but I've had some failed endeavors in some, uh, and uh, we'll talk about it in our end of the year episode, some uh, IoT chip manufacturing down here in Florida. And if Carl knows how to do this, then Carl, please buy us and I'll just retire. Like, buy me out. Because that seems incredibly challenging from a cost per unit perspective. And... uh, you know, I, 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 we don't. So, my understanding, Chris, is that none of the Thaleos have actually shipped into customers' hands. Well, that, maybe they've they, shipped, but they, no customer they, has. They did the night we were there. They shipped out, but no customer has one yet. They are today. probably getting oh. them today. Yeah, today. tomorrow. So, one thing when you're manufacturing hardware is, and that I, I kind of learned this the hard way: failure rate. Right, like it just is the case when you're yep. manufacturing your own boards that yep. a certain percentage will fail. Yeah, and they, I think they have they have a bigger problem with the uh, casing and things like that because they are shipping uh, inside Thaleo. It is a gigabyte motherboard. It is a part that they've sourced and they can test outside of the Thaleo casing and all of that before they build yep. the system. But I would say a significant, significant amount of the underappreciated engineering that will go into Thaleo is how many things they have custom built to make sure the damn thing survives shipping. Like they have a 3D printer that custom builds brackets to hold like GPUs and cables in place and all of these things that they have they have learned over the 12 years they've been shipping systems. Plus, uh, they, they, they put those lessons into Thaleo uh, to get it through. What, what, it's funny because I asked twice, just to clarify, I'm like, just so I understand – what you consider as a company as the most traumatic, difficult, most deadly period of life for the entire lifespan of your systems is the shipping period to customers? And they said, yeah, getting these systems to survive shipping is the number one challenge. Um, and so they're able to build certain things now that, they, that, they're, you know, that their I, previous I, systems I, didn't have. I completely get that, actually. Like, have you ever dealt with UPS on a, a company-to-company scale? Yeah. Yeah, mm, it's mean, not, yeah, like shit just disappears, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Like yeah. we've lost, we've lost entire gear shipping it for conferences. Just gone, just gone into the void. Really, <laughs> like, and then you have this awkward choice: do you call your insurance company or not? Or did you right? buy like, insurance with the thing? Will they cover? Or it? did you buy UPS insurance, which I never did, so I just you know <laughs> ate the losses. Yeah. Um, a three thousand dollar MacBook into the void. Mm, Seriously, nice. Yeah, encrypted hard drive. 
Okay, I, I'm, I keep interrupting. I'm sorry, Chris. No. So what else did you see? I, I See, I'm jealous. And first of all, these pictures, if you're not listening live, by the way, you are missing the full Coda Radio experience. Carl's beard. Yeah, I know. Stop for a minute. Yeah. What, last I saw him, a couple, what is it, a year ago, two years ago? It was all brown. It was like, you know, it was a respectable beard, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But now, it's a little bit of salt it's in there. It's got some gray. Yeah. 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 I tell you, this guy looks like he's ready for the Linux community. So Carl is a is a is a really interesting CEO. I think he's one of the more interesting CEOs that uh, I've met because I'm personally insulted, but keep going. He's um he's got a uh, system seventy six has a very strong, very unique culture, and it starts with Carl. It absolutely does start with Carl, and um, Carl is one of those CEOs that he can be in the middle of a big speech. And one of his employees can interrupt him, and he'll stop, and he'll listen, and uh, he doesn't even doesn't even phase him. He's one of those people that once he enters the room, everyone listens, and Carl is very soft spoken, and the room goes silent so that everyone can hear Carl. And uh, he is he's one of those individuals that operates at a higher plane than the rest of us that are doing day-to-day stuff operate. He he lives at the big picture, and yet he is maybe the one that is the most anal about the details. Every every first hundred Thaleo systems or so that have been built, he's personally gone hands-on, made sure like the wood lines up correctly, that the screw holes... I'm not joking when I say that they've developed a process to make sure that the screw holes are the correct smoothness so that way the feel of when you tighten the screws feels right. I mean, this is the level of detail they're going down to now. Carl is the one showing people how to put some of these things together. And in fact, he took a good chunk of time away from the tour when we stopped and we had a break and we were just kind of going around chatting with the employees. We got full access to everybody. There was no restrictions. And what he did with that time is he went through the production line and checked on every system at every stage of production to make sure every single detail had been seen to. And he's, he's trying to get his, his staff to absorb these principles, uh, and he's, I think he's dialing down as they, as they increase production. But Carl is, a, is maybe the most fascinating thing about System76. Also, the other thing that I've noticed about the company is their retention is very high. A lot of people that are working there, some of them have been working there since about the beginning of the company still, and they're still there. You know, the people we mentioned on this show have been working there forever now. The people that have started working there since I've, you know, been following them still work there. There's been some churn that, you know, there's some been some people that have poured one out for Ryan Sipes, (laughs) but there's been some churn. Ryan Sipes is great. And frankly, no one wears a cape and a top hat like he does. Let's <laughs> yeah. keep going. Okay. So, uh, but the, that says that says something about the culture of the company too. There are friends there. It's it's a cultural unit. In fact, this this is a weird thing about them. A lot of them, like the support department, the software development, a lot of them have the opportunity to just work from home, and yet they still choose to come into the office so they can hang out with everybody. See, oh. Damn. Okay, first of all, do you understand I'm going to have you sent to federal prison because you keep wiretapping my home and office? (laughs) I just had this conversation this morning about one of the weaknesses at TMB is that we haven't built a great internal corporate culture. Because you know what? Most everybody basically works from home, and it's kind of a very mercenary situation. Um, Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. We just don't have that like. I think I've been. Yeah. God, it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning too. In fact, yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to do a quarterly department meeting at the Linux Academy building. So everybody has to come in. Everybody flies in, so it's like a like an like a shared experience, and do a quarterly team building thing because we just had that company holiday party, and everybody walked away from that feeling super fired up. Like everybody was like, "Man, this is a great company. The people here are great. Like this is going to be an amazing year." Like it just energized everybody. And I'm like, well, you know, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to pull that off. But if we could do that at a department level, yeah. And the same with your, you know, with your company. It's like the same thing with a small business. Is it? Well, yeah, and it's, a, it's a much smaller scale, right? So flying people from New, you know, the, the few people from New Jersey to Florida is not a big deal. Seriously, like it's, it's just a question of, like you know, one of the things we've had is we've been doing this a long time, and there's one person who stuck with me through frankly, before the show started and, you know, remember when the show started, you know, when Zeus and, nope. uh, yeah, no one does, right? <laughs> the sands of, t- it's, there's only one person left from that era and there's all these in-jokes he and I have that mean nothing to anybody. Do you know what I mean? They mean nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah, Carl, I'm very jealous. Yeah. He's, he's done a, he's, he's done a good job, but they, they are not out of the woods yet on in terms of of this huge transition they are or the other way to put it is they're not out of the learning curve yet they're still in the learning curve but if they're not a year ahead then i thought like they're on the upper end of that of that hockey puck they're on the upper end of that hockey puck i thought they would be like you know way down before even it starts to curve up i thought it would take at least a year at least to even get this far and they're farther than i expected so i wouldn't be surprised and I would say after going there, everybody should probably set their expectations a little lower. I take it back. That's your favorite sound. <laughs> that is. It is. You're right. Um, you know what? That's mine, too. I play it for my customers. I just want to make it certainly clear. The ship date's a little fuzzy. I would say lower your expectations on when the laptops are going to come. It could be a year and a half, two-year process whoa, for them whoa, to learn how to whoa, do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Laptops? Oh, yeah. S- slow your roll, buddy what? boy. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal. They sell more laptops. So I asked him about this. I said, Carl. I said, hey, Carl, you sell more desktops or you sell more laptops? Thinking he'd say laptops. He said, yeah, we sell more laptops. But he says, this is what he says. This is what he says, Mike. He says, the desktop sales have paid for this warehouse transition. I think the desktop's got to be higher margin. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now they're going to look at how to pull off laptops, but that's after they figure out really how to do this part. And, you know, there's a lot to this. There's the, there's the, it's hard to explain really. Like they, they have analyzed all of the parts like, uh, and they, they figure out what to, they, they can mass manufacture so they can do this in batches, right? They can, they can build the Thaleo casing and assemble all of that before they've ever put a single part into it. So there's parts where they can optimize and they're learning all of that now and then they can apply it to laptops. Um, and they're, you know, they're experimenting with that uh, Thaleo custom I.O. board uh, with some of their own custom boards. Mm. But maybe that goes a little further down the road. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. All right. It was an interesting trip. I I walked away wanting one of these machines pretty badly. I'd say I, if I bought one of these, I think it'd be probably the best desktop I ever owned. Well, first of all, as a big shot corporate vice president, doesn't your assistant buy it for you? I mean, <laughs> isn't, isn't that how this works? I got to get one of those first. That's what I got to do is I got to get me an assistant. The assistant. Yeah. 
Anybody out there in the audience that's been following me for a really long time and has figured out how I work and want to be my assistant, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So overall impressions, you're you you would not you would not deter anyone from picking up a Thalia. No, I want one. Yeah. But what one. finish? The With, dark walnut or the You light? know, I liked the dark in person. I thought I'd like the lighter one. And they sell a lot more of the dark, it turns out. I, oh. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I almost pulled the trigger on one, then I didn't. The, the manufacturing I'm showing right now on the stream involves a lot of modern shit, like uh, 3D printing, like I mentioned. And they have... They have a laser. They have an eighty amp laser cutter that has a, has a, a laser beam that will cut through pretty much anything that steps in front of it, including your legs. So, like, oh, yeah, my they're, my my. They're using really advanced and modern technology to build this thing. So they're not. They have an interesting advantage that they don't have a manufacturing legacy. They're coming at it with a perspective of how can we use Linux, how can we use 3D printing, how can we use lasers, and that kind of stuff. So they can buy the newest equipment instead of being like... Well, but that's the other thing I think, is I think they've been able to buy some of this stuff used, but the market is established enough now that you can buy a used laser cutter. You can, you can, you know, and the 3D printer that is large enough to do this is is not $20,000, it's $10,000, that kind of stuff. Got it, got it. Yeah. It's really fascinating to watch a company that their strong suit before was customer service, software, and and management of uh, parts to now actually building them. And to see the other thing as a, as a former now small business owner is to see how different individuals of the team have stepped up to, um, you know, like in the, I'm showing a picture of Kate here. Kate, you know, was the industrial designer of this thing. Uh, people, each individual members of the team that did something in the past have now had to step up to do something that they didn't do before and they had to grow as a team to pull this off. So it wasn't just that the, you know, Carl and a few others, but the entire team had to add something new to their repertoire and uh, they all did it. (laughs) That's the thing. Like they all, like, I don't, I think that's it. I think that's the lesson I'm taking away from this is if cult, if the culture wasn't as strong and if the bonds between the people there weren't as strong, this would not have worked because you, you can't do this. You cannot pull this off. It's not possible to do what they did. It, it, isn't, it isn't doable unless everybody is pulling in the same direction. And people are willing to pull a new weight that they didn't have to pull before. And maybe they're willing to have a really shitty three months. Or maybe they're willing to have a really shitty six months. Yeah. And if the team, the entire, if the CEO can be willing to do it, but the team isn't necessarily willing to do it. And when the entire team is willing to do it, you can do something that I swear to God is not possible. It's just, it's really remarkable. No. Very impressive. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. It, it, it's a culture. They have a shared goal, a shared idea, and they're all in it together. Maniacs. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's, it's something you envy. You know, you go there and you're like, gosh, uh, army I, wouldn't be man being part of this. You know, it's, I, I envy it deeply. I mean, this is, um, Oh, there's so much here that I don't want to dive into until our end of the year episode. But there is something to be said from being in a market, a geographical market that's in a certain state where you can have a culture of like-minded people and take a lot of risk towards a certain goal. Right in this case, it would be an open desktop Linux platform. Yeah. Yeah, they joked about having a mutual suicide pact. Well, things don't yeah. go well. See, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it is, it's humbling to see it because, um, they, they, they roll with their weird. Like they're, 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 and I think having Kate on their team's a, she's their, she's their designer. She's their Johnny Ives really. And yeah, she's I really helped with the, yeah, she's helped with the branding so much. And they've, they've, she's helped them embody what they all as a team represent with, you know, the robots and the kind of sci-fi look and, I appreciate yeah. that as somebody who named his company Jupiter Broadcasting. Uh, I, I saw I, I, a lot of that is they're now communicating. They're communicating their unique style via their branding now via their hardware. And I believe within a year or two, I think that's capable. This team could pull it off with Pop OS too. And Pop OS is getting close too. But that's where Pop OS fits into this whole thing. Is it's part of communicating System seventy six as well as solving problems for customers because they they have their own support data you know they have their own customer base they know what these people want they also know what kind of hardware they want to ship and they know what they need to do to ship that and it all kind of comes together with the branding the story the hardware and the os and then when they're eventually in a couple of years making their own laptops it, it'll complete the circle the, the, the it sort of closes the loop yeah and the crazy thing is and Carl reaffirmed this is they haven't taken any outside investing. This isn't this is being done with this with the financing of the sales of their existing Linux products. They're financing this with the sale of Linux hardware and Linux desktops, which in itself is a bit of a success story for Linux that doesn't get talked about very much. I think that's the best place to leave it. All right. Yeah. So, and I'll have, uh, I'll talk more about some of the hardware details and the software details that I saw uh, in Linux Unplugged tomorrow, too. So, I'll, I've, I've saved some of that for the Linux Unplugged show, too, because there's lots to share. Lots to share. But, uh, you know, we joke a lot about Yoda on this show. Yeah. But uh, there was a, what would you call it? A, uh, a retrospective? I would just say it. I don't know. Like, just, just a, kind of like a profile piece yeah, on uh, Donald Knuth, one of the founding fathers of uh, computer science. Uh, I'd just like to wrap up the show today. I know we've talked a lot about Linux and System76, and next uh, next week's episode is our end of the year. So these are two kind of non-coded code radios. But if you want to know like the deep, low level of coding, I was once forced to read The Art of Computer Programming <laughs> by Donald Knuth. And it's thick, like a very dry steak. But let me tell you something. He is, the New York Times calls him the Yoda of computer programming. And, yeah. and, and frankly, that's what he is. Mm. If you're looking for someone's papers, and he he's written books, he's, he's written a bunch of academic materials uh, for you to study. If you're looking for someone to get a little deeper, let's say you're a web developer and you want to learn more about action, you know, oh, geez. See, it's hard for me not to slap around JavaScript developers. Um, actual, <laughs> let's just say if you want to learn more low-level stuff, <laughs> I would encourage you to read some Knuth. Okay. Uh, Knuth, uh, put it this way. When I was a young whippersnapper, Knuth is key. It's one of the first things I was taught. And a gift I got, was the entire set of the art of computer programming. Oh, that's a value of like almost $300, my friend. Yes, which I was then compelled to read and report on. So Okay, very good. That's It's it's a nice piece. It It looks got good photos, too. Uh, I was just skimming it uh, as you were talking about it. And it's universal, right? It's it's not like, you know, JavaScript for dummies or C-sharp for dummies. It's 
literally the art of computer programming. Yeah. You know, when, when this show's title is the art and business of software development. Yeah. Well, he's the art of software development. This is, this is the guy. There you go. Um, there you go. I strongly recommend that everybody read his, uh, at least, at least volumes one and two, the, the subsequent volumes and the, he has a uh, fast seals, which he calls it, which are like little additions can get a little rough and very like, data mathy but the first two i think are very important you know what i will put links to uh, some of the ebooks and this article in yeah. the show notes so people can go Perfect. grab and make it easy for the lazy web coder.show slash three three six for that mr dominic is there anybody you want to link to anything you want to plug before we get out of here this week oh, i'd like to plug uh, carl Chell's beard uh, <laughs> no kidding i'm right? a little jealous no uh go to uh at Dominico on twitter and uh thebadbotter.com you know what the worst thing about carl is is that he's working his butt off and he's still in great shape and it's the he yeah, looks amazing it's it so frustrating it's so frustrating yeah. What a jerk, right? Ugh, I don't know how he pulls it off. Actually, I know how he pulls it off because he stayed in shape since like his early 20s. He's yeah. like a workout enthusiast. I tell you what, that's the trick. Uh, I, I'm so lazy. Anyways, you know what I would do if you're lazy, you just want to get these episodes every single week? I go to coder.show slash subscribe. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You get the week's episode whenever we put it out. On a Monday, we put it on a Tuesday, we put it on a Friday. You get it. Coder.show slash subscribe. Also, we'd love to have you participate in our subreddit, coderadio.reddit.com. And last but not least, give us some feedback, your thoughts, your stories, coder.show slash contact. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you right back here for our year-end wrap-up next week.